Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Values Workshop. Uh, we are talking about the other side of, uh, and in case of today's guest, the other side of an HR executive manager. Uh, and uh, she's been great, graceful enough to uh, say yes a second time. We've had one or two conversations before this. Uh, welcome, Ravinder, to the show. How have you been? Great. Thank you so much. I've been doing well. Uh, okay. So uh, a little pre-mumble on the other side of, I've had a yoga teacher, uh, a creative producer, uh, a finance specialist, that is a banker uh, in the last episode. So a couple of them, different vocations, and we've spoken about the uh, challenges with values that we face in the workspace. Uh, I was wondering uh, in this whole technology setup thing, uh, what is the question that I would want to ask you? So I had a very interesting question as far as HR is concerned. So I have realized in the many organizations that I've been working before, people are either petrified of the HR or they are busy trying to be in their good books. How does HR view uh, all the different employees from your personal angle, not so much as what HR does. Uh, how do you view this uh, attitude of most employees? Is it true? Well, this is my understanding. Is it true? And if so, how do you view this? Yes. So um, it's been eight years that I'm in this profession. Um, honestly, right from the time I've started working, um, I have been uh, blessed to be in this profession, so to say. Mm -hmm. uh, HR, yes, is viewed as, um, you know, the governing body, if I can say in the layman's language. Uh, and hence comes a lot of threat and fear that people generally feel in in a way, try to run away from HR. Uh, yes, it is true. People do feel um, that sort of uh, distant, uh, if I can say, from this particular department. Um, I really don't know why till date. Uh, <laughs> I have been uh, true to my profession, if I can say the reason why I even came into HR in the first place was because of my flair of understanding people, knowing them, um, observing a little bit of cues here and there, which I try and, uh, you know, absorb in myself and maybe guess how the mood is, how the weather is, what the person likes, what the person dislikes, so on and so forth. Um, I have been a good HR, is what people say. Um, my purpose of being in this profession has been to kind of spread the joy, um, the energy that I carry uh, in my day-to-day -day work. The world around is, is in deep problems. And um, I feel if I can just add on to it, then I'm no different. I feel... Spreading the enthusiasm is what makes the difference. And uh, just sharing one of the experiences where um, 
one of the person during pandemic told me your hello and a hi itself makes our day it feels okay the world is good yeah so this is the kind of positivity that we need in the day and that kind of uh, validated my purpose of being in this profession so each day i strive i try my best to put my best foot forward and be an inspiration around so breaking the barriers of hr and the distance that people feel uh, from this profession or from these professionals around okay uh, i won't let you go with that nice answers so we'll probe this a little deeper uh, if we now have a generic look at hr per se i have had good relations with most of my uh, hr people one or two places i have i am just saying hi and hello and after i have like come out i still am friends with them sometimes so it is not really a big deal some places i have managed to strike a chord but i cannot really say it is because they belong to any particular department including hr that is more of a connection which is deeper but uh, my question springs from the fact that hr is also an employee like we are from different departments and uh, like they have a role to play we have a role to play uh, they have their own restrictions and compulsions we have our own restrictions and compulsions they have moods and uh, we ways of interpreting their job profile good or bad is not important it's just their way of interpreting their job profile we have ways of interpreting our job profile so why uh, should this assumption exist that you have some command that we don't and it is not a grouse i am just trying to think aloud because that's been the thought process ye hr wale yaar ye to management ki taraf se hi baat karte hain Uh, ये समझते नहीं है क्या प्रॉब्लम है छह बजे लाइट का ये इशू होता है या मैं वापस घर जाना चाहता हूँ मेरा बस कनेक्शन छूट गया तो वन एंड हाफ आज आई टू वेट एट द फर्स्ट स्टॉप सो ऑन सो फोर्थ जो भी होगा प्रॉब्लम सो व्हाई इज दिस व्हाई इज दिस अकॉर्डिंग टू यू दैट एच इज लॉयल मोर टू द मैनेजमेंट देन टू द स्टाफ एंड इज इट ट्रू और नॉट अगेन ऑल ऑफ दीज आर थिंग्स दैट आर रनिंग इन माई so uh, please feel free to object and say no this is not the case no yeah. um so i have something for and against uh, both sides uh mm-hmm. so to start with when you say um, why is this assumption hr is as well an employee as much as the others are non hr yeah. folks it is the profession or i would say the job role that differentiates that power and the responsibility and the authority uh, as hr i am employed to ensure that there is law and order there is policy formulation and a follow up to it implementation is the right word uh, here um and i'm also here to be a mediator between the management and uh, the employees right so uh by default i'm employed by the employer so that biasness kind of kicks in uh when people think about it yes okay yeah so um 
for example if um, uh, modi is employing someone to be the mediator so of course the the perception of uh, the population in general would be that uh, this ex person who's a mediator is biased towards modi and not there for public so hence this bias uh, in the minds of people okay uh the flip side uh, the against uh, part of it that i would like to call out is hr slowly is moving from the orthodox mediator between the management and uh, the employees overall that was the old ir setup ir is industrial relations setup but today in the modern day world hr has drastically changed hr is now more of enablers so <clears throat> i work for an it firm and uh, the mindset here or the way we work in hr as a function is very different than what we see that prevails in the industry overall specifically the service sector so by service sector i i uh, would like to call out companies like wipro's um, like tcs like um say indigo airlines all the companies which are into providing services whereas the company that i work for is into it products the mindset of people here and the way we approach a particular problem is completely different than that in a service sector now why do i say that in product companies people managers that is a particular manager who has a group of people team members they are the frontline hr managers so when there is a problem of a performance in my team i am talking in the capacity of an employee and engineer a manager i have 16 members and if i have a problem problematic case of performance in my team i would give a maybe a reprimanding feedback or have a crucial conversation with the employee and close that case hr does not intervene hr focuses on developing the manager to be able to have these conversations hr will not front end hr will not come always to give the bad news hr will rather train the manager to hone their skills in managing such situations so that is how the role of hr is changing and it is it's going to go far and beyond because the kind of interventions we do is is something that was never thought of in the past okay. if the team is not happy we train the manager and not go back to the team and ask why are you not happy what is the problem no that is a deep dive that the manager has to do with the team because the manager owns careers that is a mindset shift that is slowly coming in oh okay this is a technical way out that you taken my idea is more holistic in terms of mind space uh, what you are saying will take some time to uh, trickle down to all all kinds of companies in all kind of verticals uh so my question has not been answered i'll try and reframe it so that you can get it better i'm saying for a, for a 
minute just forget what your job roles and responsibilities are that part of the question is well answered by you already i think as a human being who takes a salary uh, home at the end of the month for doing a job in the way you perceive it which means managing of people who are working in the company so that they are happy enough to continue contributing to the best of their ability if loosely put i'm sure there are many technical things that can be said which are better than this effectively all of us go to work for a certain company we want to give our best we need to get the best remuneration possible lead happy comfortable uh purposeful lives if i want to call it purposeful could vary from the basic purpose of you are giving me salary that helps me run my family alternately i am getting to do some stuff that is making my life worthy or whatever it is so i am not getting into what kind of purpose is being defined here now within this every time i get down to working to fulfill my purpose of working for a company where you are also employed by that company to what i think from my perspective is to keep me happy so i come to you with my problems you resolve them so that i can continue working to the best of my ability is what i think it is biased yes i agree to the question being biased but it from an employee's point of view i think they would be because say if i am traveling i take two trains and come there are enough number of people at least in the city of bombay who travel travel anything from one and a half to two hours every day one side to reach their offices and go back from places as far flung as virar and nala sopara and those kind of places so if they have a problem of connecting trains or eating food on time or some other issues that they have with family they expect the company to take care of them and you are the person they look up to to resolve that issue for them meanwhile if i were the if i were the guy who was running the company or i was at least your manager if nothing else like the top guy in your chain of uh, command i would expect you to get the work done and stop getting emotional about people's problems um because i am answerable to either my trustees or stakeholders or whatever and a certain capitalism has this certain network of perform even if you die on the job kind of thought process for some companies at least uh, and many of us are bought into it it's not that we haven't bought into it we go there at 9 in the morning and we do our best to keep the ball rolling and various kind of talents accounting and administration and hr when you have to frame policies do appraisals hardcore physical mental work involved that requires your entire thing now when a scenario is set which is so claustrophobic and i'm using a term that i've just created on the moment because how do you ensure you said your high and hello matters so let us go there what is the intent of your high and is it is it really that you are pushing hard to genuinely change things or is it a facade i am talking i am not even talking this particular company that you are working for it may not be the scenario as a spokesperson of the hr community right now where you worked in various organizations so i want to a generic point of view what is it that you really bring to the table when you are bringing this enthusiasm it is genuine enthusiasm is it 
taking away from the troublesome matters of discussion what is it to you or is it all of it so um overall if you i am not sure if i have really understood your question well because it had a a lot of things uh, in that lot of conditions your job, in that. your job role according to you the this scenario i just described to you yes. from the employee and the management point of view what is your job role according to you in this space without getting technical about it that these days we are enablers which is fine which will all take its time and we are all progressing for sure but at this moment where it has still not become the norm and when people are still struggling both sides the management and the people how do you view this and your role so uh, my role here comes in um, like you said all these people coming in putting in their issues forth and expecting me to solve a problem for them so yeah. in in such a scenario our role really becomes difficult because uh, we have to think about the cost the management um if for example someone a group of people come and tell me okay we are finding it really difficult because of the metro construction that's happening in mumbai to travel how do we do that <clears throat> right and if we have to enable something like a a transport services which is a cost to my uh, day to day uh, scenario so if i have to go and put it for to the management the management will clearly you know just shut it down because recession is going on and the world is in crisis and stuff so <clears throat> it does get difficult um and uh, there are some problems that we can solve some we cannot in my role um as hr i have tried to be as authentic as uh, possible to my role <clears throat> authenticity is something that uh, drives me every day so when i am challenged with this problem i question myself uh, what is the possible solution that can be done right can we uh, if not provide a transport services can we give them a metro shuttle from one place to the other right from office to the nearest metro station or can we sponsor some uh, passes for them so what are the different ways in which we can um help our employees because if they are not productive we will not be able to grow they are our in house internal first customers who have to be um at peace i wouldn't say happy but some hassle which can be taken care of uh which uh, you know maybe is occupying their mind and frees up their space will help me in my organization bring up their productivity so that is the thought process in which i as an individual always work the second thing is if something cannot happen yes i have gone i have tried my best spoken to the management uh, got inputs from them and maybe it's it's a done deal that it is not happening yeah i would again try my best to go back and convey to the employee or the group of employees who come with the problem that it cannot happen and why and in the most authentic format possible with the facts it is what it is person may or may not like and that is an emotional uh, aspect of it which i cannot cater to i am here to do the right things and if i am convinced with why it cannot happen 
it's my responsibility to go back and explain the same thing to the employee and that is what i'm being paid for and this is what i truly believe in okay very interesting because you gave me the question i was looking for at the end of your list if you are convinced maybe there are days when you're not convinced yeah and uh, you are also an employee like you did mention in uh, an earlier answer where you are not the not the owner really speaking yeah so you do not have the authority to indulge yourself in saying okay i want to go with this in that space if you are not convinced uh, now i don't want to know your answer what you give others i'm convinced that you are authentic uh, because you say so how do you deal with this unfairness of the situation with yourself or yeah. do, you, do you give it up or what do you do i couldn't hear the last last part of it what did you say do did you, you do you do you give it up or what as in uh, it's a lost cause or it's an unfair world or things like that no what it's I, never it's never an unfair world i mean i i don't get into the space of the world being unfair and me being a victim or all of us are victim no it's a choice that we always take and that is what i believe in uh yes sometimes i am not convinced and um when i'm not convinced with the with the reasons that have been given to me by the management i try and understand from their uh point of view as to why is it that they would say a no to this or they would uh maybe want me to portray it in a different way what could be the reason yes i then come up with my own reasons it may so happen that i i don't find any reason i may find what they're talking is illogical and i would still go back and say the same thing to the employee that this is what the management is saying i don't agree to this but this is the management call and we have to follow it's a choice that everyone has to make you want to stay to, with the organization you want to trust the process and instilling that trust is my responsibility um a half kind of question is running in my head uh, in an organization there is a lot of politics and lying that happens uh not only does it spoil the flavor of the organization it also creates uh, groupism and negativity and affects the atmosphere uh, i want to give an example before you answer this question uh, there was a time when i was i have been like you know uh, a writer in advertising for a long time i was fed up with working constantly i was in a place where i was not i just lost my mojo like i didn't want to work for some time but i needed the money so i went to the to the most boring agency i could think of where i knew that i would not have to struggle in terms of giving the kind of output they would want they were paying me well and uh, i had promised my whoever the senior that was there that i would stay there for a long time uh, because he wasn't convinced the person of my talent would come and stay for a long time so i told him no i don't intend to go anywhere i'm just fed up i just want to sit and work and just go chill i just do not want to uh, unfortunately the one thing that i had not thought about was a place like this was rampant with Uh, negativity and uh, backbiting and uh, politics and bitching and all kinds of things and that I was 
I was not ready for. So I think in two two and a half months I had to quit and I had to honestly tell him. I said, look, I have no such problem. I can work. I know the work is boring, and these guys are far more boring than I thought. Uh, but I have no such problem. I have promised you I would have kept my promise. But this side of things where human beings are at their most negative, I cannot take it. I said that because it's difficult for me to go back. Home, like listening to all of this, and finally, I had a different cabin altogether. But still, because of my work, I had to go and sit in the other cabin because I was a writer, and the other team was the design team. So the design team had a lot of people. I had to go sit there, and most of my day was spent there. Once I cracked my line and my thought, I had to go get the creative done. So there was no way out for me, and he he agreed. In fact, he said, "Yeah, fair." i have heard this before from other people but now it's confirmed because you are telling this i said trust me i have waited for a month i have tried to change things but there is no way i can avoid them they are my partners in every act that i create so i cannot say i don't want to sit with this is not possible i am being paid to do this job and so he said okay so now even in a place which is not doing very well per se it is a very archaic kind of place and these things are rampant in big agencies i have definitely seen a lot of things happening and uh, very often because i was not very uh, ambitious per se uh, i wasn't given due promotions and all those things that happened nobody sat down to understand what my point of view was there was a clear cut definition how, how everyone should be if you did not fall in that bracket uh, you were kind of sidelined or uh, or the scenario created was that you either leave or else just be in one corner no promotion nothing you will get some peanuts uh, uh, increment at some point and that's it you just sit there and i was very happy doing it i had no problem because i had no ambition and i didn't bother about being good in somebody's eyes i knew what i was doing i knew what i wanted to learn and i was learning that so the worst jobs came to me and i had fun and my own space my question comes from a fact when human beings are different and their talents are different and their um outlook affects their work and what do you do in a case of say like i didn't even meet the hr nobody bothered like i was fed up or my bosses were fed up either of us was fed up either i said i'm going or they said they asked me to go or whatever and i was really uh, not bothered about it because i wanted to move as well uh, whether you are ready on that particular day or not is a different thing but mind space i'm talking about so how does hr play a role in this how have you played a role i don't even want to glorify What HR does because there are good and bad people in HR also. I'm sure. As a person, how have you sorted out issues where you've seen talent and important uh, people in the workforce who are not being treated fairly? Is there something that you do uh, according to you? I'm not even saying I was important in that workforce. I actually see why I was not fitting there because I had to run my journey the way I see it now. But that's a more spiritual point of view. Um, in a in a worldly sense i want to know how does one do this and if there is a message or a story that you can share that somebody is going through right now and they watch this episode they will feel at least good about it. people who are worthy not being 
given enough credible uh, authority or money or position or whatever. All right. Um, so this question is more so on culture, if I can say. Culture of any organization is, is driven top down. Okay, and this is what uh, a lot of theories, a lot of management gurus, and also the way of organizations working is sprued, stopped down. When it comes to uh, the culture of a particular organization being toxic, yes, um, and I'll share a, an anecdote or rather an experience of my own in one of the firms that I was working, uh, where the culture was really political. Like the way you are talking about backbiting, too much of insecurity and you really had to have good management connections to stay in the organization. Otherwise, you were fired for no apparent reason. Um, it so happened that um, I had um, my boss who was a new recruit in the organization and um, I already had established a good credibility in the organization. Um, <clears throat> I was doing very well. I was leading a particular location and uh, I was in a way in the good books of the employees overall. That, that barrier that I always strive on breaking, that was kind of broken and it was, I was more of an approachable HR, uh, if I can say. So people used to come to me with their issues. I used to try and resolve them. I used to show them support where I could, uh, defend them where I could, and uh, again, be on the side of the management and still say, okay, this is the right thing to do and we cannot go beyond this. So that was like a give and take sort of a relationship that had drilled with, I think about 600 people in uh, the location. Now a new person comes in who has more amount of experience. And I was reporting to her boss, who was the general manager back then. Um, <clears throat> so looking at all this um, attention from uh, the new recruits boss, that is the general manager, I, I would say, I would name the person as A, who was the general manager and B was the new recruit. Uh, so seeing my good contact with A, that is her boss, and then people on the ground, she kind of felt that she was not able to make her own space. Because when you come to a political organization, you're always viewed with a magnified lens and you have to prove from the day one. You have to prove your worth and that is what the rat race was all about. Um, so she tried to create that rift and uh, tried to bring up my performance issues and this and that. So it was a really stressful environment. Those three, four months I still remember them so clearly. A um, lot of politics, job insecurity, big time. And uh, the irony was I was a contract employee. I was not even a full-time employee back then. So I was amazed at the insecurity that a contractual employee can create in the mind of an established person who's joined as a senior manager with 18 years of experience. So um, again, a lot of backbiting. Uh, in a way, I, I was at the verge of leaving the organization because 
it just wasn't serving my purpose when I was giving my 100% and he didn't know what was wrong. Then came a point where um, some thought just bubbled um, in one of my conversations with my father. It just came up to a conclusion that um, if I am not driving my life, someone else will. So it kind of, ha you know, gave me that uh, realization and it was a light bulb moment where I was like, I want to drive this. Even if I leave the organization, I want to leave with my head high. I then got down into politics. I played politically. I recorded a few conversations. And then when the day came where um, things were getting exposed and it was getting very ugly and um, th there was a situation where there was a face-off between me and the new recruit B and uh, Madam A sitting in between as a judge. And we had to really, you know, talk as per situation, given facts, given evidences, who's done wrong. So it was a very nasty thing. It was literally as though the shit was hitting the fan and it was all over the place. In the end, I had to play that last ball with a sixer where I played that recording and I proved that it is not me. It is the other person who's insecure and it is the other person who's being political, just trying to find out loopholes in my work going behind my back. So there are times when you really have to get down, roll up your sleeves and get dirty to get the shit out of system. <clears throat> I'm not saying that I changed the organization because I could not. It was something that was being driven from the top. So there is a limited role that HR plays when it comes to culture change when it is being driven from the top. But yes, if there is something on ground uh, in the scenario that you are talking about where there's politics going on, but it is not the culture that the organization promotes, then HR has a strong role to play. And in that scenario, we have uh, these crucial conversations and we go to the extent of even firing the employee in uh, behavioral issues. You know, one bad fish out of the pond cleans it up. Okay. Um, that is very interesting. Uh because that kind of also answers the earlier question because you are employed by a certain uh, set of individuals or the company uh, which is paying your salaries and kind of forces you to take calls which may not really uh, support your value system. Uh, one last question. Uh, is there or was there any point at any any time in your career where uh, say you your intentions were good, you were being authentic, and either the management or the people that you were serving, supposedly serving, uh, did not uh, buy into your version. Did they forget the episode itself or the story? Uh, how is your mindset at that point of time when you're thinking, when you're alone with yourself, how do you deal with a scenario like that where your best intentions are not being recognized 
Um, that would be my last question. What is your mind state? Is there a lot of heartburn? Is there confidence? You no, know, what I am doing is right. It doesn't matter who thinks what, because that isn't easy either. Um, whatever learnings I had in my career, I think they will always come at a cost. So, what is your answer to that? Um, rightfully so, the first reaction is being outrageous. Um, I am outrageous the moment I see that. Why can't you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, it, it goes to that level. Am I not making sense? Am I not talking English? It, it really goes down to that level. So, yes, the first reaction is being outrageous. This the uh, immediate reaction that follows after being outrageous is, uh, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Am I connected with the right kind of people who resonate with the value system I have? So yes, first is question on the other person. Second is question on my own self, where the confidence does take a hit. Um, but eventually, it's all about resolving those things in my mind and thinking what is in my capacity to be done. Because I have over the years understood that I'm a control freak. I need things to be in my control. Um, ambiguity is something that I don't do very well with. Um, so... Whenever there's something, I have to have a plan in place. I have to, um, you know, if, if it's my accountability, my responsibility, I have to know it all. It's it's that uh, space that I operate in. Uh, well, being that control freak has not really served me. Uh, so now in that process of letting go, understanding what's in my circle of control and my circle of influence, and how much can I do it? And then rest, let it go. Let the destiny or the, the nature or whatever energy play its part and set things right. Because at the end of the day, um, everything happens for a reason. And like you said, we pay a huge cost for all our learning. So I also have paid huge cost for whatever I know today. And... Um, it's always that balance between how much to hold and how much to let go. And I'm still struggling there. I won't say I'm there, but yes, it's a constant struggle. And I hope I answered your question. Uh, you did. You almost prompted a new series of questions and a new podcast with that last answer. But since you are also saying this is a work in progress and uh, that series of questions is more... Uh, in the mind space of individual development, uh, my questions were more in the space of uh, what happens at work right now. So I'll continue and uh, end it here as planned. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts. This has been an, a very interesting conversation, although a bit technical for some people. But I think it also gives us a perspective of how uh, your department faces challenges which or none of our concern most of the time. It's easier to uh, give you a name and get it out because it serves our purpose while we are working. Uh, thank you so much. I enjoyed this chat a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. Bye-bye.